sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello and welcome to a Friday edition of Around the Hearn, the last Friday here in the month of March. Full disclosure, I've had this episode done for a couple of days and uh, this has not been exactly the week that I had planned, some things going on Oh, with the whole personal thing, but uh, everything good. I uh, hope to have some things fixed and a, a big show this week. I've had the guest done for a little while, and uh, I love this. I, I love this episode because it's from the heart, and it's two guys on opposite ends of a basketball game, but who are able to sort of put their feelings in a jar and talk about the, the game itself and about their season in Botkins coach Sean Powell, who won the Division Four state championship game and Chris Sauter, who, uh, his, unfortunately, his Bulldogs fell on the other side of that. But two, cora- two courageous guys to be able to talk about this game with me, first of all, and then to be able to tell the story. And it's not an easy one, obviously, from the uh, Grove side, but, man, what a battle between those teams and throughout the course of their entire season. I mean, they combined for over 50 wins. Two of the best teams in Northwest Ohio, bar none. I'm always proud when the uh, games come down to two teams from the area. And congratulations to Botkins and Sean Powell for winning the state championship. Had a great opportunity to call some games down there called Ottawa Glendorf in the uh, state semifinals. Unfortunately, the, the uh, Titans were not able to advance to the finals. Still a heck of a year for Tyson McLaughlin and crew. And I'm so proud of all the boys' basketball teams. I said this last week about all the girls that uh, we were fortunate enough to cover. But... I'm so proud of everybody for what they did during the course of the winter season. All the bowlers with the uh, state championships as well and the uh, swim and dive teams who represented all winter long. And it was an awkward winter, but nobody let that get them down. Can't stop, won't be stopped as we march on into what is now officially the spring sports season. And that actually gets started for uh, baseball and softball tomorrow. I'm excited because Monday afternoon on uh, WZQ Radio, I've got the Clyde Elvis-Jefferson matchup. And I just realized that a couple of years ago today, kind of one of those time hop Facebook flash book deals, it showed me that uh, Owen Wrecker, who was now at BGSU, coming back from an arm injury, threw a, a lot of pitches and struck out everybody and got a no-hitter against Elvis-Jefferson. Excited to head back over there on Monday. Always can't wait to just be able to call baseball. Let that sink in for just a hot second. But thank you so much to all the coaches, too, for basketball and for everything that they were able to help. I hope that I'm going to be able to have some coaches as kind of an opening week look, kind of a spring preview sort of thing next week between the track and field softball and baseball. Maybe a little bit of a longer episode, maybe two episodes. Kind of depends on some things that are going on around the house, and we'll see exactly uh, how that all plays out. But... I can't thank everybody enough for the kind words about everything going on uh, in the world of sports and that they listen to this podcast and have some nice things to say. And uh, that's that's pretty much what I've got for this week. Kind of a, a different episode. I want to let the guests do their talking for this week. Uh, I hope that you enjoy this episode. Hit me up on Twitter or on Facebook, uh, iTunes. I'd love the reviews. I'm open to bribery if you'd uh, like to hear actually a game covered during the spring scored season. Not above that. At Coldwater Fort Loramie on a Tuesday night, by the way. Apparently that game also on K94 and can be heard 
and watch later on on WOSN. Let's go spring sports. That's uh, I'm excited. You hear from uh, Chris Sauter and then Sean Powell when we come back here on the show. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kissel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on the American road, Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and will be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. Hey, Bearcat fans. Special Row Hardware is your local hometown hardware store. Located at 115 North Broadway Street in Spencerville, Special Row Hardware can assist with any painting with their full line of paint and custom tinning. Also stocked with the highest quality power tools, you can reach Spencerville Hardware by calling 419-647-4468. Plan your trip by checking out their e-catalog on SpencervilleHardware.com. To place your items in your cart and have the order emailed to the store and ready for pickup. Spencerville Hardware is open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and 8 to 3 on Saturdays. Spencerville Hardware Store, 419-647-4468. Back talking about the uh, state championship games this weekend, and Columbus Grove head coach Chris Sauter, uh, kind enough to spend some time with me. And we've talked uh, a lot of things before we went on, just kind of full disclosure about how this goes, but... I mean, congratulations on the season, about this four-year run, and I know it didn't end the way you guys want, but still, you're able to battle back from 16 down in the opening, and you're within a couple of points in the third. I mean, your kids never give up. No, and I mean, that's just the kind of kids we have, and I've had to say it more than once this tournament run. It's like, if I was coaching any other group of kids, I would be concerned about the situation we're in right now. But even down 16 to nothing, I told him the same thing. Look, if it was anybody else, I'd be worried. But it's you guys. We've been through, you know, difficult times before. And I know the caliber uh, of play you guys are capable of. And I know what kind of kids you are. And I, I'm not worried. Just, we're not going to get it all back in one possession. Just take it play by play. Get a stop. Get a score. Get a stop. Get a score. And just cut it in half, then cut it down to this and then do, and you know, our kids have been through a lot of stuff the last couple of years and uh, you know, they really hung in there and battled and um, just couldn't quite get over the hump. You know, you get down 16 nothing, that's never good, especially in the state championship game and um, our kids just couldn't quite, they battled so hard to get back into the game, they just couldn't quite get over the hump to take the lead and, you know, give Botkins a ton of credit because they made the plays when they needed to, got the offensive rebound, uh, hit the big shot, hit the free throws down the stretch, and um, it just wasn't our day today. You know, it, it's weird because I did the semifinals with Botkins and then did the finals today, and for whatever reason, Jalen Jaden Pretty Powell loves the first quarter. He had 5 of 5 for 10 points in the semis, and then he puts up 11 on 5 of 5, including three triples. Uh, there's just 
weird little things like that, and you know you've been around long enough happen in games like that that you, you just can't really prepare for or just kind of quantify. Yeah, and you're, you know, it's a very limited amount of time to prepare. And it, this sounds crazy, but, like, for us playing in two leagues, we play a Northwest Conference game on Friday, we play a PCL game on Saturday. I won't watch film for Saturday's game until Saturday morning. I just don't believe in getting ahead of myself. So, I mean, right, wrong, or whatever. Until we won Friday, I hadn't thought about who our opponent was going to be on Sunday. Hadn't requested any film, hadn't done anything. Um, so it makes for a lot of work for us coaches to, to prepare for that. And from what we've seen on film, we were more concerned with him, you know, getting – getting biased off the dribble, getting into the paint, uh, dumping it down to their bigs, or kicking it out to open shooters. Uh, what we had seen wasn't him coming off ball screens and pulling up from 21 feet and <laughs> knocking down threes the way he did today. So um, that's, we, we thought that's what we wanted him to do, but you know, give him a ton of credit. He came off those screens, open, hit those shots, played with a lot of confidence in that first quarter. Um, and he was definitely a difference maker for them as well as their bigs inside, giving them second and third chances uh, with the offensive rebounds. I would think that it didn't really help in terms of having extra time with Glenwood gave you guys a heck of a shot, 58-53. You have to get to the fourth quarter and outscore them 21-9. I mean, you had to be exhausted. I, I saw you leaving the arena a couple of days ago of, okay, we got through this one. Let's just maybe get something to eat and try to chill out for a little bit. Well, and it, I mean, Lincoln View's a six-point game. Ottaville, we're down five at half. Carey, we win by three. Uh, New Bremen, we have to hit a three. Down one with 11 seconds left to win by two. So um, we kind of run the gauntlet through our district and our regional just to get to that point. And then you get to the state semifinals, and God, we're 10 points down with like one second left to go in the third quarter when Gabe hits that half-court shot to cut it to seven. And, um, yeah, we had – We'd been through a lot, and it was definitely a struggle just to get to that point because we put ourselves in some uh, sketchy situations, I guess, to uh, uh, have to battle back from. And today was just a day where we did the same thing. We just couldn't couldn't dig ourselves out of the hole that we had put ourselves in and get over the hump. And um, you might be able to get get away with that, you know, game three, four, five, or whatever, but you're not going to get away with that against uh, – uh, in the state championship game against a team like Botkins. They're just too good, and we couldn't get over the hump to get a win. So, um, running around, uh, but at the same time, it's definitely not what we went there for. Um, but at the same time, we're really proud of the kids and the effort they gave, and the things they've accomplished over the last three years are, are just incredible because we've won 70 games the last three years, and there's some teams that didn't play 70 games the last three years. So what we've been able to accomplish is, as a group, uh, this senior class is just pretty impressive and pretty incredible, and I'm just glad that I got to be a part of it. Now, you guys went all the way home on Friday, correct? We did. Um, you know, when we made it in 09, uh, we went down on – actually, we went down on Wednesday night, stayed at a hotel. Um, but back then, you know, pre-COVID, we had tickets to other games, so we made a whole weekend out of it. We went and watched like three or four other games. Uh, while we were there. And this year, I mean, the only game we were technically allowed to go see was the other Division Four game. So it's like, you know, we're going to play that 2 o'clock game. We're going to be done. 
I would rather be able to go home, deal with the whole ticket situation, which is a whole nother thing, find hotel rooms to stay at Saturday night, try to get film on whoever won, whether it was Botkins or Richmond Heights, and be in my room watching film, putting together a scouting report, and then being able to practice Saturday in our own gym um, and letting our kids sleep in their own beds Friday night. Um, we just thought that was best case scenario for us. Um, and then we were able to come down last night, uh, let the kids hang out a little bit in the hotel, have a good time. Uh, just kind of one last bonding experience for them. But we just thought that for us, that was a, the best thing. And we were only like two and a half miles from UD. So when we got up this morning, we were able to get there pretty quick. Well, it's such a different thing. Obviously you're talking about the last time that you went with Ada that you're already in the city. You know, obviously Ada to Columbus is not exactly kind of an easy thing but i mean dayton is just on that line of eh, you know we have no problem being able to do this that it kind of is a neat thing that you're just able to go home and regroup and we don't have to worry about all the weird things that happen throughout a whole weekend well yeah and you find me the person who wants to babysit 13 17 and 18 year olds and they can come with us the next time and babysit <laughs> i think keith newtendorf is available for that <laughs> yeah it's you know, it, I thought it was just best case scenario for us to come home. Uh, There's just so much for us as coaches to do. And then, you know, the parents with having to get online and buy tickets between six and nine. And I just thought that this was the best route to go. And uh, if it was a normal year and we could go to other games and we could do that kind of stuff, and we most definitely would have stayed the whole weekend, would have went and watched OG, would have loved to watch Shawnee play. Um, but it just didn't, it just wasn't in the cards for us. So, uh, and it's not a terrible ride to get there, but we just really didn't want to get up this morning at like six thirty or whatever it was and drive down there to Dayton. So, uh, it was definitely fun. It was an enjoyable experience. And, uh, I think we did it right. I, I think the kids feel like that, uh, what we did was the right thing to do. And, uh, it, that, you know, obviously that was the reason why today turned out the way it did. It's such a different thing in that there's all these big schools and there's kind of, even if you look at the semifinals with Richmond Heights and Cuyahoga County and everything, but Grove and Botkins, not all that dissimilar in that, you know, kind of how they play. You're both hard-nosed team. You've got a couple of players that a lot of folks will talk about, but I, I just, it felt like I kind of knew that everybody looked at it and said, you know, this is going to be a slugfest and it, I mean, it, it turned out that way for a while. There was some very physical play throughout the course of the game, and I know that Trey a couple of times kind of felt awkward on his shoulder. When he came out, he had tears in his eyes. What would you tell him? Well, the first time, you know, he kind of, you know, they had got one of their offensive rebounds. Um, I think they had passed it to the Holman kid, and Trey went over to challenge the shot and left his feet, and he shot fake, and Trey fell over the top of him, and that was Trey's second foul, and my assistant coaches were trying to sub him out, and I'm like, no, leave him in. We have to have him in the game and because I wasn't taking him out just because he had two fouls. And then as I'm telling them no, I'm looking out on the floor, and he's laying on the floor like, I'm like, okay, so maybe he's hurt. We need to get him out of the game. And um, when he came out, I'm like, just, hey, you know, whatever you got to get taken care of, get taken care of, you know, let me know when you're ready to go. We'll get you back in. And, um, and then later on, and I mean, in the second half, he got hit in the head and he's running down the sideline, kind of veering off to one side. And it's like, are you okay? He says, yeah, I'm fine. And, 
yeah, he really, and all our kids do, they battle, they compete, um, they stick their nose in there, they're going to get knocked around. We're not the most, we are not the most physical team <laughs> in Division Four in Ohio. So uh, we got a lot of long, lean, finesse type kids, but uh, I give our kids a ton of credit because they stick their nose in there and they're willing to compete, get knocked around a little bit, but still um, just battle. And I thought Trey did that. I thought all our kids did that today and um, just I'm proud of him as a parent and I'm just proud of all our kids the way they played today and uh, I think they really represented the school and the community today at uh, that game. We talked about this earlier, but I know that at some point you'll watch the game back and the one thing that jumped out to me sitting almost behind your bench <clears throat> at midcourt was being able to see how you react to things and, and to certain calls and the, to have to deal with the mask, first of all, and looking over at Coach Powell on the other side, and he's got the fist pump, and he's jumping up and down, and it was the most dichotomic thing that I just, for whatever reason, I found interesting. Kind of, he's in the beginning, and you've got almost twenty years of oh, okay. I, I've seen some things. I need to try to keep calm right now. Well, yeah, I mean, I was that guy at one time too that was, you know, super pumped up, and I can remember ending games my first couple years at Ada and being probably just as sweaty as what the kids were by the time the game was over. But um, I think for me, just the kids that I'm coaching and the experience they have, I just I just trust them. There's, there's no point in me getting super fired up or worked up about a call or about anything. It's just I trust these guys. I'm going to put it in your hands, and, you know, I believe in you guys that you're going to make the right play and you're going to get things done. and. Um, they've been able to do that the last three years and, you know, we definitely, um, have benefited just from a group of kids in this senior class that have a real high basketball IQ that allow me to be <laughs> kind of the calm guy on the sideline. Now it's not always that way. And we go in the locker room at halftime or something like that, but you know, there are times when I get a little bit fired up, but I try to be you know, kind of the calming presence, I guess. And just like, Hey, here's what it is. This is what we need to do. And I've told them more times than I can count. If it was any other group of kids, I'd be concerned, but I believe in you guys and you've been here before. And I believe that you'll find a way to figure things out, help get us to get us to win. And, um, you know, more times than not, they've been able to do that. So we try to keep things calm and as much as we can, during the course of the game because, you know, you don't want them to get rattled. You don't want them to get upset. Um, you got to know what buttons to push. And like you said, I've been doing it for, uh, this was year 19 for me. So I've learned some things along the way. And um, you have to almost be a psychologist as much as you have to be a coach, <laughs> you know, in, in times like this. And, you know, you try to do the right thing, say the right thing, push the right button and um, hope it all works out in the end. And, uh, today just wasn't our day, but uh, like I said, this group has won way more than they've lost, and uh, they've definitely left behind a, you know, a legacy that you know other groups, other classes can you know try to live up to. But uh, I, I said today at that rally, I think this is arguably the best class that's ever gone through Columbus Grove High School, and um, I believe that. And uh, until another class comes along that's better than them. Um, which of course you hope happens soon I do because it'll make me look smart (laughs) again you know so yeah if they can if we can get another group to come through that's just as good or better than them then 
that obviously uh, is good for me. It's good for the program. It's good for the school. It's good for the community. And uh, we get more fire truck entrances in the town. And uh, we get a TP, the, one of the two stoplights we got here in our That thing has taken a beating Grove. in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> it has. I mean, you know, winter sports at Columbus Grove has really uh, has been awesome with the girls making it to the regional finals. Uh, we had two wrestlers. Uh, Ezra Jones placed sixth in his weight class, and Jeff Meyer won uh, his weight class at state. And then for us to make it to the state championship game, it's, yeah. You know, you think about this time last year, you couldn't buy toilet paper because everybody was hoarding it, and we're throwing it all over town this year. So it's definitely a change of events in the year, but uh, definitely fun, been exciting. Unfortunately, I mean, it was going to end today no matter what. It's, it's unfortunate it did, ended the way it did, but uh, really proud of the kids and just really proud to be a part of this community. I did like, uh, I saw Tony Burmaster's live, and I was watching the video of when the kids would speak, and then, Oh, Chris is going to come speak. Well, he says he's not a great speaker. Ten minutes later, he's finally done speaking. But I, I love the, you know, the. I think the Dollar General doesn't have any more toilet paper. Maybe somebody can go down there and get you a card for your wife. I thought that was a nice community touch. Yeah, and I that is really not my thing. Um, I just, and part of the reason why I don't like doing stuff like that is because I, you know, I try to come across as a kind of a tough guy, you know, I'm a big dude, but, um, I am a softie when it comes to these guys and I love them to death. I treat them like they're my sons and to have to talk about them in public sometimes just kind of gets the better of me. And, uh, and it's hard to kind of hold it together. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't plan on talking that long. Um, I'm glad the dollar store is willing to step up and maybe donate a card so I can get one for my wife. But, uh, it, I, that's just the community we're in and um, willing to do anything to help anybody out and just want to be a part of the success that these kids had this year. And, uh, you know, we just, we appreciate all the people that came out today because that's just an awesome experience for these kids. I know they weren't uh, happy when we got here. I don't think they really wanted to do this, but by the time it was all said and done, you could see a smile on their face and you knew that they were, glad that they did this and maybe some of the sting of losing today uh had kind of worn off and they were i think they were very very appreciative and that's what we tried to tell them at the locker room it's like look yes this is this is awful it hurts nobody wants to lose but you know eventually you know you'll be appreciative of what you've accomplished and um i think what happened today here in town really really help those kids out, um, help them heal a little bit from the loss. And I think they're really proud of what they accomplished. Now, depending on what you pick, and this is not an argument I'm getting into because I spent a lot of time in both communities. It's either the 25th time or the 26th time that a team from Putnam County in the boys' side has gone to the state Final Four. Depending on if you count you guys are OG first this year. Again, I'm not getting into that. But, I mean, how much... You're able to tell those guys, you know, look, it's happened 26 times in county history of hundreds of years of basketball. Only twice has it happened here. And, I mean, Kyle Meyer was on the last team. Was was he able to kind of give the boys any perspective about that? Yeah, and that's what I thought. Um, you know, for me having – and that we told him that after we won regionals. It's like, I've coached this game. Kyle's played in this game. And I told him on Monday when we met, I said, the teams that – lose the teams that are just happy to be here and I kind of felt like you know for me I felt like we were 
maybe just so excited to be there and got wrapped up in all the other stuff that goes along with making it to state that we weren't completely focused on what we were really there to do, which was play a game. So we made this a, we're here to play a game, we're here to win a game, and we're playing on Sunday. End of discussion. And so I think between him and I and the experiences we had at state tournament previously, I think we were able to convey that to the kids and um, make sure they knew that this is great, but this the semifinals, is that's not what you want. You want a chance to play for the whole thing. And I, I think we were able to get that through to our kids, and they bought into it. And uh, we were able to, you know, fortunately get that win on Friday. When you're giving the speech, you're standing out in that beautiful, sunshiny day talking about the kids <laughs> and a great year. Be honest, though, how much of you was thinking, man, this would be a really nice day to ride the motorcycle? Well, I already took tomorrow off of school. I need some kind of day <laughs> off to recover. So they looked on the, the weather, and they said it's supposed to be 70 degrees tomorrow. So before the uh, March Madness starts tomorrow afternoon, I'm probably going to get on that bike and take it for a spin and just kind of uh, relax and let the wind blow through my hair. <laughs> I was trying to think of a joke to make about that. I was thinking of the, the Peter Griffin wig. Kind of a yeah. family guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll put a mullet wig on and just drive around town and let it blow through my hair. And, but yeah, it's definitely, I'm looking forward to getting that back out. and Just relaxing because the last, it's weird because the last three weeks seem like they've gone by like that. But then the last three weeks seems like they've taken an eternity to play. You know, it's just, it's really weird when you're in it and invested in it, how I, it's to think today is Sunday is weird. To think we played at 1045 is strange. Oh, I was off um, all weekend. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like we got done. It's like, what day is it? And what time is it? You know, it's just so strange, but it's totally worth it. Um, really glad we got the chance to play. And yeah, just like I said, really proud of the kids. I kept promoting championship games on Saturday and everybody just kept looking at me. Like, well, you know, we're on Sunday <laughs> yeah. this year, right? Yeah. Well, that's what my AD asked. He said, so I saw the championship games are on Sunday. How do you feel about that? I said, well, we can play on Wednesday at three in the morning and I'll be good with that because <laughs> it means we're still playing. So it was definitely weird, but um, like I said, just glad that we got to finish the season this year, not just for us, but for all the teams that got to play. Cause like I said, last year was just, uh, you know, as great as it was to be undefeated, it, that feeling to be shut down was as bad as I felt in a long time. So we we're just glad we got to finish the season. <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about this. You talk about being able to coach your son. Now you're going to go into baseball where you're going to be able to coach with your son while you're coaching your other son. I mean, just thinking about that, how proud you have to be, first of all, to Braden, he's the right guy for that job, and he's going to do a great job. But, I mean, that's that's got to be such a cool thing to think about that you're right next to as a dad. Yeah, it's. Yeah, when he came up last, I don't even remember what it was, he comes up to my wife and I, we were sitting there eating, and he goes, hey, Naughton's done, I think I'm going to apply for the job, will you be my assistant? I'm like, wait, time out. <laughs> you just told me a whole lot of information right there. He's done, you're applying for the job, and you want me to coach baseball? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, sure. I'll, you know, it's like, I, I mean, for me, it's, uh, it's his first time being a high school He's been the head coach for the Legion team over in Ottawa um, and did a great job there. Um, but the, all the stuff that goes along with coaching, um, whether it's the, you know, the media, it's sending in stuff for 
you know, the previews, whether it's the schedule, whether it's past not uniforms, all the stats, all the, all the other things that nobody else sees, you know, behind the scenes. Um, that's where I guess I come in and, um, I, I can help him with that kind of. I haven't been a very good assistant coach right now because I've been a little busy. <laughs> plus, you um, kept but all now, of his kids. <laughs> yeah, plus I kept a lot of his kids. So, uh, so now that my season's over, I can get to doing my job of helping him out. Um, he's going to do a good job. I mean, he's got a lot of kids signed up to play baseball, and I think that uh, you know, I'm I'm just it's a proud parent moment to have your kid be a high school baseball coach. It's a proud parent moment to be able to coach with him and then to coach your own kid. It's like, you know, those are just cool things as a dad that you get to do. And, um, I'm once I get a couple days to <laughs> relax and come down off of the basketball season, I'll get back, hopefully back outside with him and, uh, get to enjoy some nice weather and get on the diamond and see what we can't get accomplished on the baseball field. Cause you know, you want the success we had this year to carry over to baseball. You want to carry over to track. You want, you know, all your programs to be good at the school. And um, hopefully, you know, between me and Braden and, you know, having Trey play, hopefully, you know, we can help be a part of something special for the baseball program. Now, you say you're excited till the first time he tells you to grab a rake and go do something or, you know, pass out uniforms or clean something up. Hey, I played for Tom Weber, and <laughs> I, do I can't tell you how many times I had to grab a rake and rake the field and do some different things for the baseball program. So uh, when he tells me to grab a rake, and for me, it's one of those things where I'm just kind of looking forward to being the assistant guy. That Yeah, sure, I'll grab a rake because that means I don't have to make a decision. I don't have to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't have to be the guy. I can just be a guy and help you out and um, it's definitely different when your name's at the top of the list. So I'm kind of looking forward to just, I don't know, maybe being the good guy because <laughs> I'm not always that guy when I'm the head coach. So I can just be, <laughs> I, I, I am really looking forward to it. I was I think just it's waiting on that. Fun. Uh, no, yeah, he's wrong. Just, just don't listen to him. It's fine. Yeah. Hey, he's kind of a jerk. He's relaxed. It'll be fine. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, it's going to be fun. I think uh, I haven't. I've never been a high school baseball coach. I've helped with the, my kids as they were growing up. I helped Taya when she was playing all in travel softball. So I mean, I have helped coach, but this is going to be a different role for me. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be fun for me and Braden and Trey to be able to spend some time together. I would imagine, though, every time you're going to be the go-between between Braden and Trey of, no, I don't know, he's just being a jerk. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Trey hasn't played since junior high. Um, but Trey is, in, he's a really, really good first baseman, which is what I played back long, long, long time ago. Um, well, yeah, there's not a I lot think, of six-and-a-half-foot catchers. <laughs> there are not. So, you know, I think Trey can definitely help us and, um, I, I think Trey has definitely grown up this year during basketball season. And I think that, you know, he'll definitely be a, you know, a big piece to what we do in baseball. And uh, I think he'll help us and, you know, and not just him, but Bo, Tate, Shep, all those guys that played basketball this year and got to see what it takes to win games. Cause whether it's basketball, football, baseball, track, whatever, that kind of winning attitude carries over from one sport to the next. So hopefully, uh, 
it does, and hopefully we can be successful this year in baseball. Well, I love being able to come over and cover games over there. I always have a good time, especially for baseball. Don't tell Braden I'm saying nice things about him, but I, I really do think <laughs> I will. I he's going to do a terrific job. I, and it's funny I you say that, that about that conversation you had with him because as soon as I heard the whole thing that was going to transpire, I immediately texted him like, hey, do they just confirm you as a coach or how does that work? Because you're easily the best choice. Yeah, and, you know, it's one of those things where he didn't get uh, board approved for a while because when he got offered the job, we didn't know if we were even going to have sports because it was still all the at the beginning of all the COVID stuff in the summer. So, sorry, there must be a fire somewhere. So now all the sirens are going off for the wrong reason instead of the, the reason we had earlier today. Um, so yeah, it kind of it was a long process. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think he's the right guy for the job. He's, he was a JV coach. He was a varsity assistant for a couple of years. Um, they said he coached the Legion team over in Ottawa. I think that, uh, and he loves baseball. I mean, that's his thing. And I, I'm hoping that he Plus can, he was you know, build. Yeah, he wasn't bad. I mean, just <laughs> bunt, get on first, still second and third. We got a runner in scoring position. We're in good shape, you know, because unlike me, he was pretty fast when he was in high school. So, uh, <laughs> He gets that from his. I will say this: He gets that from his mother. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a learning experience for him. And you know, I felt bad not being able to help him out in the preseason the way that I should have been. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? He's going to have to do this stuff anyway. He's going to have to figure it out. So he's kind of being put in a situation where. You know, I'm in charge. This is all the stuff I have to do. I'm kind of figuring it out on my own because my dad can't help me right now. Uh, but then, you know, hopefully here in the next couple of days, I can get to baseball practice, give him a hand, and see what we can accomplish on the diamond. Well, to be fair, I hope you never are able to, in his long tenure, help him out in the spring. I hope you're busy every year. <laughs> I do. I, yes, I do, too. I hope... Uh, it's not until after my anniversary that I'm able to help him out with baseball practice. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice bridge. I, I love your segment. <laughs> yeah. Make basketball, sure you get that anniversary, card. baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anybody who wants to help coach out, you know where he lives. Just, just a handful <laughs> of cards. Yep. You should get one big one and just have the whole community sign it. Thanks for letting <laughs> us should. coach. Well, yeah. Well, that's what somebody said. You go, like, you know, somebody, there's going to be like five people that go buy anniversary cards for you now, right? I said, yeah, well, so I'll have one for the next five years. I'm in good shape. <laughs> right, right. And just file it away. Or just tell your wife you're a really good husband and you wanted to make I sure am. that she got many. Yep. I tell her all the time I'm a really good husband. I don't know how much she believes me, but. I was going to say, um, what's her response? She still puts, she still puts up with me, so it's, we're all good. <laughs> well, thank you so much for everything all season. I, I've enjoyed covering your boys, and I mean, You've done a heck of a job, and I've just I've loved being able to be around grow basketball. Well, I appreciate everything you do, and happy to talk to you, and um, glad that we could uh, you know, bring some excitement to the community and to the surrounding area, and um, hopefully, you know, God willing, we can do it again next year. Well, I look forward to seeing you here in a couple of weeks when uh, you're irritating your son in the dugout. Yep, I'll be sending the kids to second base, getting them thrown out from the outfield, and he'll be yelling at me, and I'll be like, eh, we're good, we're good. Right, oh, sorry, so, I'm new here. Yeah, I'm new, yeah, I'm a basketball coach, <laughs> this is not my thing. So, yeah, I, mean, I am looking forward to it, so, um, yeah, I, I'm guessing we'll see you here pretty soon. Yeah, that's uh, Chris Sauter, the head coach at Columbus Grove. The state runners up in at Division Four this year. 
Be part of the family at Griller's Tavern in Columbus Grove. Griller's Tavern is family-owned, so they know what it takes to make their tavern a great place to bring your family. And a big menu with something for everyone, including sandwiches, wraps, hand-cut fries, and mouth-watering pretzel sticks. Come in for daily lunch specials, then come back after work for daily happy hour and live entertainment on the weekend. It's family time at Griller's Tavern in Columbus Grove. Hey, it's Tommy Thrall, Voice of the Reds, and you're listening to Mike Hearn. Welcome back now, talking to the head coach of the D4 state champion, Bakken's Trojans, in Sean Powell. I would imagine that's never going to get old. No. Uh, all the work you got to put in for put in uh, to accomplish it, no, it would never get old. And it's such a big game. I mean, you look at being able to coach your son and coming over and kind of, I don't want to say building the program, but building up the program to uh, what it could be. And, I mean, so much tremendous talent, just a heck of a year. Yeah, big year. Uh, we definitely had a lot of talent this year. Uh, that's uh, hats off to the youth program at, at Bakken's. Uh, these kids, when when I got there, they were already talented. Um, some of them just may have, may have needed a little bit of the weight room or whatnot, or just uh, a lot of competition at, at a high level to get ready for a run like we just had. I always kind of am curious about coaches who coach their sons about how that dynamic works in terms of at this point, he comes up and wants to work with you, wants to take basketball seriously. How much mm-hmm. have you really had to say to him this year? Uh, uh, it's always room for improvement, <laughs> especially <laughs> when when your dad's the coach. Uh, we have a lot of lot of lot of conversations on the ride home. Um, we still ride to practice together uh, most of the time, so we get to talk basketball. And usually, I try to end it when we get home and. And then go back to being father and son, uh, but but it is tough because um, you expect so much out of your kid. Uh, but but there at the end, I laid off of him in the tournament, let him let him go have fun and and play free. And uh, I think uh, we all benefited from it. I mean, ten of ten in the first quarter of the last two games, he has twenty three points. I, I think that you might have made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, at, at, uh, at Perry, I was fortunate to to coach uh, Orion Monfort. And uh, that was similar to what Taylor did with Orion as well. Um, every little thing he, he he harped on to make sure the kid can play as, as perfect as possible. And then there in the tournament, he kind of eased up on his seniors and let them just go handle business on the floor. And uh, I, I felt like it also benefited us then. Hey, don't say anything nice about Taylor. I just watched his team give up 100-plus tonight. Ouch. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, obviously an all-star game, but I, I got to give him guff. That's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, how much were you able to take from him, from uh, kind of from their program, the way that he built up their program, kind of styled and modified things when you were getting the job at Botkins? Uh, high expectations, um, um, demanding the most out of your kids, uh, I think I took what I took mostly is 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 how to teach and and how to keep that bar high on kids and understanding that they like they kids like boundaries and rules. Um, you got to push them a little bit and and they respond from that. So uh, I wanted to coach my kids hard. Uh, I felt like you get the most out of them when you do that. Uh, it might it may take time. It's a process, but at the end at the end of the road, it's a rainbow. I sat about halfway between your bench and Chris Sutter's bench the other day, and I was joking with my guy, Phil Schumann, that I was doing the game with of there's no bigger dichotomy in how you are hyped during the game and kind of how Chris is more of a stoic figure. I, do you sleep well after games? 
Uh, I am I am drained after games, like just completely on zero after games. Um, emotionally, I, I try to before games, the day of the game, I try to stay very calm. I don't talk much. Uh, I try to bottle everything up, and then uh, and then when the game starts, I'm I'm explosive. I, I, I try to coach the way I want my kids to play. Uh, I'm, I'm the same way in practice. Jumping around, you might catch me dancing, or you might catch me screaming at somebody. But uh, they're always going to get a hundred percent energy out of me. So yeah, I, I do that on the sideline. Uh, I always, I see coaches that can keep their their cool. Uh, I, I don't know how to do that. So I wasn't like that as a player. So I try not to be like that as a coach either. Well, and it's kind of funny too because I I said a couple of times during the broadcast that both in the semis and during the finals that your opponent had to feel like there was a sixth defender on the floor, not only because of how your how your kids were able to, to run and trap, but, I mean, you're pretty close to the action. <laughs> yeah. Even if you if you check out my bench, even even the uh, the, the varsity players that weren't in the game or the JV players that just, just dressed it, uh, they're into it as well. They're on their toes screaming different assignments. And uh, we, we, we preach total in- involvement here. And uh, it doesn't matter if you're on the floor or if you're on, on the bench. You, you should be involved. You have to run through a buzzsaw, obviously, in the Shelby County League, and you get a lot of uh, physical teams it seemed like during the course of your run, you came up against more finesse teams that want to be out and are able to run with you. How were you guys able to sort of, I mean, did you have to change anything in your stream in your schemes going in? Um, well, uh, early the start of the games, we, we like to get up and down. Uh, we play more of a free, free flowing type of offense. Uh, we do something what we call cycle. Uh, that's going from how we go from defense to offense. We like to do that with pace. Uh, I, I got some guys that can put the ball in the hole, so they're the first five minutes. We we give them their 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 space to where they can go get a bucket, and if if they come out and they're feeling it, then uh, we kind of change up our game plan and, and let that ride for a little bit. Uh, so we're we're not afraid to play with with some speed. Um, but if things are rough early, then we'll slow it down and we'll try to execute more and either try to keep the game closer or, or, or try to extend a lead. Uh, our goal is just to have a lead in the in the second half. I think now in uh, in this day and age, uh, with the with the surge of, of guards and uh, wing players and, and big men being able to handle the ball and shoot, I think you're at an advantage when you're in the third quarter and you have a lead. You can space the floor and uh, just depend on dribble drive to, to either get layups or open threes. You guys are up 16 nothing right out of the gate. Grove has to take a timeout. I mean, how? I, I saw that you were very hyped during that timeout, up 13 nothing after hitting a three. But how much were you holding back inside while that was going on? Uh, 16 nothing uh, that early. Uh, you, uh, every coach want to make a 16-0 run, but you never want to make it to start the game like that because you know the team is going to battle back. Whenever you play against a good team like Columbus Grove, uh, you can go six, up 16 nothing, or you can go 20 nothing. It, it doesn't matter. They're going to fight back. Uh, back in uh, back in that seven, uh, 2017 run, I believe uh, we were up 18 against Loramie. Um, when I was at Perry, and they they battled back and got it within four. Um, so uh, I knew they were going to make their run, and that's what we talked about in that timeout was we made a run, and here comes theirs, so how are we going to stop it? Um, and I think that's what, that was the difference in the game. Uh, we tried to – I think we did a good job of slowing their runs down to probably four points or even maybe three three or four possessions there. And, 
and I think that's what gave us enough lead there to take advantage of different situations in the fourth. I think that was one of the things I was most impressed with was when they cut it to, I believe it was 34-32 on Burnessers three in the third. I watched kind of how your guys responded of bringing the ball back up, and, and Jaden did exactly what he had been doing the whole game of, we're not going to panic. We we really don't care. They got one. That's nice. But watch what we can do. And credit uh, to you and to the kids responded in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I think I think our defense was we were we were clicking on all cylinders on defense, and uh, we knew they were they were all the shots that they were making were were tough shots. So um, that that doesn't ha- that doesn't last especially in crunch time. So we knew as long as they were – the shots that they were making had a hand, we had a hand in their face. We knew eventually uh, we would be able, they were going to crack. Uh, and then on the offensive end, we just uh, – if they hit a shot or two, we'll just come down, reset, uh, get the ball to the to the mismatch and wait for the double team and then try to kick out to somebody open or, or dump it down. I think – I said in, in terms of how you guys play defense against them, it reminded me a little bit of how Aldeville played them uh, the first and the second time around of we're going to get in Tate Burnesser's face. We're not going to give him those easy shots. We're going to make Gabe Clement as their third or fourth scorer try to beat us. And just like you said, I mean, it, you guys were definitely frustrating everything they wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, Reynolds is a, is a, is a tough guard, man. Um, he can, he can score at three phases of the game. Uh, he has moves at the at the three point line. He could he has juke moves at the on on the blocks. So uh, we just wanted to make him force him into difficult shots. We know when he dri- when he drives with the left hand, he tends to shoot the ball more. So we wanted to force him to his left hand just so we could force him into maybe a twelve foot jump shot uh, rather than <laughs> getting getting all the way to the rim, which he does well with his right hand. Um, and uh, yeah, Tate, he's such a great shooter. You have to you have to take one guy out of your out of your defense and just stand beside him because excuse me if you give him a foot um, it's probably a three pointer made so uh, we knew that going in uh, and, and and as far as Clement he uh, yeah he's a, he's a tough guard man um, he, he's a winner uh, we know he's going to make plays uh, he's a, the type of kid you don't know exactly how he's going to score but if they need a bucket uh, you can depend on him uh, so. We wanted to force him uh, to do majority of the scoring if we could, uh, make it difficult for Reynolds to, to catch the basketball. And, and um, Clement actually uh, got off, uh, came off the ball screen. I think that was in the either either in the third quarter or mid fourth quarter. He came off a ball screen and got into the lane three or four times on us and kind of hurt us. So we changed up the angle of how we were guarding him and forced uh, – we forced them down on the screen, something we, we've done in the past. We call it ice, um, ice on the screen. And that forced them to dribble down into in there to our bigs, and our bigs know exactly where to be to force a difficult shot. And uh, that slowed down their run. Um, and then we were able to make, like I said, we were able to make our run because uh, with that big lead, it, it takes so much energy for them to come back. Obviously, it would have been really nice to have the entire town in the building. But, I mean, it had to be great for you being so close to home you don't have to worry about all the kind of extra things of being in columbus being just you know a stone's throw from botkins yeah uh, on uh on friday we spent the night there uh we had a walk through uh friday evening and then um saturday we came back uh we came back to botkins and 
had another another two hour walk through Saturday night. Uh, we let the kids sleep in their own beds that night and got up early. Had another walk through. <laughs> got on the highway. Uh, got down there pretty early. Uh, they allowed us on the floor with the, with the hour before the game started. So we actually got some game game light reps in for about twenty minutes before the game. And I think I think that that kind of cracked the ice for our kids and got them comfortable. Got got the jitters out a little bit for a for a state final game. Um, and I think it it, it it actually boded well for us. You're obviously thrilled about your state title, but I mean, how much did it mean? to you to be able to see your alma mater also making a state final four appearance in the same weekend yeah Jaden uh he actually played on that team back in eighth grade with those boys uh George Mangus and Tyson Elwer and uh Berkey uh he, he played with them so they, he's good friends with them now he's, he still talks to Caden Vermillion every day uh um, uh we actually share open gyms with Shawnee during the during the fall so um, I'm familiar with the kids as well. Uh, uh, Coach, Tri- Coach Tripp and I are we're close. Uh, I've known Berkey for over 10 years now. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely special to, to uh, get to enjoy those kids getting down here as well. Well, I, I wholly enjoyed being able to cover your team, and I thank you so much, and just the biggest congratulations. I appreciate that. That's Coach Sean Powell as we uh, roll on here on the show. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062, and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. And as always, a big thank you to all of the sponsors who help make this fine show go. I don't have an actual business of the week this week as I've been doing for the last couple of months, but I implore you now with it being spring to get out and visit all of your local businesses and a big thank you to them for just being open right now and being smart and having everything as we try to return to normal. Don't know what that means yet, but we'll find out and I hope that before long, I see you at a game. You see me at a game. Come up and say hi or tweet me at Michael Hearn PVP something. I enjoy listening to folks that listen to this broadcast. And a big thank you again to Chris Sauter and to Sean Powell for being a part of this little radio show. And uh, as we continue on into the sports season, be good to one another. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.